Welcome to the Real Marathon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best in film each and every week. I'm Rob Carraher, and I am solo once again, and this is part two of our Oscar nomination prediction show. Uh, this this uh, episode, I'm going to be talking about a lot of different categories. These are all of our technical categories, so the ones that uh, a lot of people often forget about. Uh, when they're watching movies, unless it's like an action movie, but um, we, we always focus on writing and directing and acting, and we forget about some of these other areas. So we are going to be talking about those today. Uh, because there are a lot of categories to go through, um, I can't promise that I'm going to keep things super short all the time, but uh, I am going to try to move through it relatively fast uh, so that this is a little bit more digestible before we pick up some of the other categories here in the next couple days. So let's get started. And we're going to start today's show by talking about best visual effects. Um, best visual effects, this is kind of the category that I think is reserved for many of the blockbuster films, uh, those, those movies that um, are, are probably seen by a lot of people. And, uh, this year may be a little different because of COVID, but, uh, these are the ones that m the average person has probably heard of. So let's get started in an alphabetical order. These are the five films that I think are going to be nominated for best visual effects. Dune, The Matrix, Revolution or Resurrections, not the Revolutions. That has already <laughs> been released many, many years ago. Matrix Resurrections, uh, No Time to Die, uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider Man: No Way Home. As for an alternate. I am going to go with Free Guy, although I think the newest Ghostbusters film could potentially be that alternate. I kind of went back and forth on which one I wanted to include here. Uh, both were on the BAFTA uh, nominations that were released uh, just yesterday, and so that makes it a little bit more interesting to me in terms of uh, what potentially could get nominated here. Um, but right now I have both on the outside looking in. So let's talk about the the films that did get nominated. Uh, unfortunately for four of these films, doesn't really matter. The fact that they are getting nominated is their award because Dune is going to walk away with this one. I don't think there's any question in anybody's mind that this is Dune's. Um, and the rest are, are just there because you got to fill out a category. Um, but I think the, the Matrix Resurrections being part of this, that, that is just a well-known franchise. Frankly, the film actually didn't get just trashed like I thought it might. Um, I, I didn't particularly love it. Um, I think there were some cool things about it, but overall, uh, it, did it really need to be made? Probably not, um, but it was. Um, and I know that's kind of the whole meta, meta aspect of it. Um, just didn't really resonate with me like I was hoping. Um, no Time to Die, clearly a big time uh, franchise and very well known. It's also, out of action-y type movies, 
No Time to Die, um, any of the Bond movies, they just seem to be a little bit more well-respected. Uh, I think there are some folks that, that thought that uh, No Time to Die would even have a shot to make it into the best picture race. Um, and and so to, to not include it here, I think, would be unwise. I think it definitely uh, should be in the conversation. Um, and then the other two films bo are both MCU films. Uh, I think there is a necessity to <laughs> include these in this category simply just because they are uh, kind of top of the line action type flicks. And so you know that their visual effects are going to be generally pretty good um, with both Spider-Man No Way Home and Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Admittedly, I have not seen either of those. I don't think either of, well, I, I already know they're not going to win, um, but they they are the, the type of film that uh, I, I think should be here uh, just because of their pedigree, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up getting left out. Um, I also have not seen Free Guy or the newest edition of the Ghostbusters, uh, franchise, um, both, I think are I, honestly free guy probably it was a little bit more well-respected, but Ghostbusters being a well-known franchise, uh, that could end up putting it into the conversation. I guess we're just going to kind of have to wait and see. I could also see something like Godzilla vs. Kong getting in here. Um, just seems like that that sort of movie that might make it in. Um, but now we're starting to get down the list a little bit. So we're going to move on and uh, move away from visual effects. Uh, the other area where we may see uh, some of the bigger franchise type movies is in um, sound sound typically is going to be a big deal in those big actiony type sequences uh, and so we do from time to time we get some of those more franchisey movies uh, this one again is I think without question dunes to lose i don't think that it's going to lose i think uh dune is probably going to win sound here um maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe it won't but i think i have dune as one of my predictions um i also have no time to die showing up here again uh i have the power of the dog I have A Quiet Place Part 2, and I have West Side Story. So sound has become a little bit more difficult to predict because uh, it used to be two categories, and now they put it all into one. And so the thing about sound mixing and sound editing, sound editing has more to do with the creation of sounds, and sound mixing has more to do with the way that uh, the sound is mixed into the, the film itself. Um, and so they are very different things, but the, for whatever reason, I don't think people um, really knew the difference. And so a lot of times you'd get a repeat winner in both of them. Uh, so I, they just ended up putting everybody in the same category. Uh, but that makes it more difficult for me to <laughs> decide who's going to win. Uh, one thing that has been a little bit more of a trend as of late is there has been some overlap with 
the winner of editing and the winner of sound. Um, and so if that that is the case, uh, that probably takes out A Quiet Place Part 2, although I think um, that might be, well, it, it probably also takes out No Time to Die, uh, although that could maybe sneak in. Um, and frankly, it probably takes out West Side Story as well. Uh, as, as a potential winner for this category. Um, in regards to what potentially could make it in um, as an alternative, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence about this, simply just because um, I I just don't, I, I don't know. There's, it could be any one of the shortlisted films, but I think... I am going to go with uh, Last Night in Soho as my my alternative um, for for sound, um, and it's just kind of a a weird feeling. I know that Baby Driver uh, it got nominated in the past, and so Edgar Wright uh, he does some great things with sound. I haven't seen Last Night in Soho yet. Uh, if I did, had seen it, maybe I'd feel better about this uh, alternative. Um, but maybe it ends up sneaking in uh, over something like, hey, the power of the dog. Um, I think Dune is going to win this category. It just the, the, Dune is all about being a technical spectacle. And uh, it is the sort of film that is designed to just sweep these categories. Um, and so I... Honestly, Dune is actually probably a bigger player in the Best Picture race than we are willing to give it credit for, just because there is a lot of love down the ballot, um, and so it, it makes it a a potential contender um, for Best Picture. And so it's gonna, I think it is going to sweep a lot of these these lower level categories. Um, I haven't seen A Quiet Place Part 2, but the first film sound was obviously very excellent uh, because of it is about sound, um, so you'd expect that to be the case. Uh, sound mixing used to be the place that we'd see musicals really play a role. Um, because it is mixed this year, where or the categories are mixed uh, as of last year, um, West Side Story ends up being my only musical here, even though it is a uh, big year for musicals. Um, don't think it's going to win, but uh, it certainly should be here because uh, it is a high-quality um, musical production, and the mixing is of the sound is very, very important. So its inclusion here, I think, is really, really uh, important. Well, let's move forward. We're going to uh, still stay with kind of a sound-like uh, category, and we are going to do song. Song is sort of a crapshoot. Uh, I think there is maybe two songs that I feel incredibly uh, confident in, uh, and the rest could be really anything. So uh, the five that I have currently uh, slotted in to receive a nomination are Don't Look Up, I mean Just Look Up from Don't Look Up, 
the our guns go bang from the harder they fall. Be alive from King Richard. No time to die from No Time to Die, and here I am singing my way home from respect. Uh, I really wanted to include an Encanto song because Encanto has been, um, you know, absolutely slaying it when it comes to the top 40 songs. But Dos Ogoritas uh, is the song they chose to submit. And that isn't the song that uh, everybody is loving right now. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno is the big one that everybody really, really loves from Encanto. And uh, so I am going to have that in, uh, Dos Oraguayitas. I'm sorry, I, I, I am terrible at Spanish and I, I probably shouldn't even be uh, <laughs> attempting to say this, but that is my alternative here. Um, and I, I think that's going to kind of shock some people because, uh, Encanto seems like it should be a sure thing. Um, I just don't think there might be as much love for this specific song. Uh, without a doubt, I believe this is going to be no time to die as the winner when it's all said and done. Um, just because Bond songs, they do really, really well. And I have no reason to believe that this will be any different. Uh, the Be Alive song from King Richard is Beyonce, so that could have maybe a little bit of power. I could see that being as a potential uh, upset. That is the only other one that I feel confident is definitely going to make this uh, this lineup here. Um, so let's go ahead and we're going to move forward and we're going to look at score. Now score is interesting because uh, score is impossible to ignore when it comes to uh, it watching a film. It just, it, it sticks out to you and um, it makes the experience in a lot, a lot of situations. So uh, the five scores that I currently have uh, as the not films that I think are the scores that I think are going to be nominated come Tuesday are the score from Dune, Don't Look Up, Encanto, The French Dispatch, and The Power of the Dog. This category may be a little bit more interesting. I still think Dune is probably going to end up winning this when it's all said and done, um, but The Power of the Dog could uh, end up sneaking in here and uh, stealing one away. Um, my alternative here, it's, this one's also a little bit tricky. I can't quite <laughs> make up my mind what, uh, what I think could get in. It could be Spencer, but I feel like Spencer just, yeah, it's get it's getting snubbed all the way around, and I don't know that if it's that people weren't seeing it or they just simply do not like it. The fact that Johnny Greenwood already has a score here with the power of the dog, I think, makes it more unlikely that that it will get nominated. Uh, Spencer will get nominated here, so I am going to actually go with Parallel Mothers 
as my alternative. Um, and I think that uh, th it's a very outside chance that this gets in, um, but that, that one is going to be my, my alternative here. Um, Dune score is nearly impossible to not recognize because it plays such a pivotal role. Uh, I, it, it may not be the most melodic or, um, memorable in terms of like a theme, but it creates a tone for that film that, uh, is impossible to ignore. Uh, so that's the reason why I think it is the favorite. The Power of the Dog score is absolutely beautiful. Um, and, and so I, th I think that if I had to pick a score that I personally, um, would want to listen to, uh, it would be the Power of the Dog one. Um, but I, if I was an Oscar voter, I probably would vote for Dune just because of the role that it plays um, in in that film. Uh, it just, its presence is felt and is known. So let's go ahead and we're going to move forward to Best Production Design. Uh, best Production Design is probably one of my favorite categories. I just love production design. Um, I am in awe of the things that uh, these production designers are able to create for these films in the way that the scenery um, it, it looks. Uh, and so uh, for this category, uh, my five predictions are Dune, The French Dispatch, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Uh, for my alternative, I think I am going to go with the tragedy of Macbeth. Um, although I, I would consider potentially choosing uh, Cyrano, um, but I'm going to go with the tragedy of Macbeth. I just think the production design there is going to be very, very difficult for people to ignore. Um, and there are going to be a lot of people that think the tragedy of Macbeth is a shoe in here. Uh, but I am picking that licorice pizza is going to beat it out. Uh, just barely. Um, that's kind of one of my more, my more, uh, risky picks. I think that licorice pizza for, has a lot of love behind it. Uh, we saw that with the BAFTA, BAFTA nominations and that's what kind of pushed it over the edge for me. The Tragedy of Macbeth, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to be resonating as much with uh, the people that have been voting for um, some of the Academy stuff. Um, and so uh, I, I can see it getting left out. Um, this, one's, this one's a little bit more challenging. But let's talk about the ones that I think are definitely going to be in. Um, the French Dispatch is an absolutely amazing amazing production design uh this would be my pick if i had to pick one um even though i like a lot of them <laughs> in this category and it's really hard to pick uh that would be my pick for best 
production design. Um, I think for a while there, it kind of felt like Dune was going to win this, but maybe more so it's than anything. It, it was just kind of, it's picking up a lot of these technical awards, so maybe it would pick up here. I just don't think the production design as is as noteworthy. It's good, um, but I don't think it's as noteworthy as the French Dispatch or even Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley may actually end up being the favorite here um, just because it is stunning. <laughs> and uh, this film, I think they're going to want to reward it somewhere, and this might be the category that they reward it. West Side Stories... Production design is absolutely amazing, and it deserves to be in this category. Um, West Side Story seems to have lost a lot of steam. Um, there's some categories that it should definitely be included in, and it's just not being included in those categories uh, in some of these precursors. So um, this is a place that I think that it is more than likely safe, uh, just because the production design here is absolutely amazing. Um, and it, it is very worthy. Uh, Licorice Pizza, I think, is uh, has good production design. It just doesn't blow me away. Um, but I think there's enough love for this film, and people love Th Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, that this one is going to sneak in there. Let's move forward with Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Um, best makeup and hairstyling. I don't know how long ago they added the hairstyling part of this. Um, it may have been two categories at one point in time. Uh, I can't remember now. I, I should be better about that. Uh, but uh, it is one category now, so films can be rewarded uh, for either hairstyling or makeup, or in some cases, probably both. Um, so the films that I have in my five are Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, and Nightmare Alley. Uh, this is a place where I think uh, West Side Story could potentially get in specifically for some of the hairstyling, um, but I'm actually going to go with Cyrano as my um, alternative here. I just think that uh, being kind of the period piece that it is, um, it has a little bit better chance of getting in uh, compared to some of the others. Um, this sort of feels like uh, it... House of Gucci is going to win this one, uh, especially if House of Gucci does pretty well in some of these other categories. In particular, for Jared Leto, it's impossible to uh, ignore the work that they did with Jared Leto's character in this film. And if he gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor, then uh, I think this has a really good shot at winning this. Um, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, some people may say that it's a little bit overdone. I think it's it, it's well done. Uh, they really transformed Jessica Chastain here. Um, and I think Dune... <laughs> Uh, the makeup in Dune is pretty incredible. Um, I haven't decided quite which one I would vote for if I had to vote for one. Uh, but I think Dune right now is probably my favorite just because of uh, 
the makeup that they do for Stellan Skarsgård, or, uh, yeah, for his character, and, um, it's just very, very <laughs> well done. Uh, and then Cruella, Cruella could end up, just for some of the, the makeup and hairstyle that they have, that, that end up, could end up winning. Um, I think this is a pretty competitive category, to be completely honest. I don't really see Nightmare Alley winning this one. Um, it's a worthy, uh, nominee if it were to be included here um but uh, i don't think that this one has as much of a shot otherwise though i think it is a pretty competitive category um but these are the five that i expect to be in there with um cyrano as my my alternative all right let's move on to film editing film editing is a very important category uh if you have aspirations as a film to potentially win Best Picture, it is very difficult to do so without a film editing nomination. It's not, it's not saying that it's impossible um, because it's been done before, but very few winners have won without this this uh nomination and when they have there's been a reason that they have uh mainly because of the way that the film is shot um it makes it seem maybe as if there aren't like i'm thinking of birdman birdman uh looks like it has no edits probably should have been nominated because it was edited to look like it has no edits um but uh that is one of the rare instances where it did not receive an editing nomination and still went on to win best picture so the five films that i think are going to be included here are belfast dune licorice pizza no time to die in the power of the dog and I am going to go with a risky alternative and say Summer of Soul ends up uh, surprising here and getting in maybe over No Time to Die. Uh, I would absolutely love to see Summer of Soul get nominated here. The editing in that documentary is... Um, I mean, to get a, a nomination. It's not going to win, but to get a nomination... Uh, it's amazing, and the reason that that film works is because of its extraordinary editing. Um, so that'd be pretty cool to see that get in, but I'm not going to predict it just because, for whatever reason, the Academy does not like to uh, pick documentaries, but if they were to pick one, this would be the one to pick. Um, so let's talk about what we got here. Uh, I... I think that we have probably the, in my opinion right now, the four cont contenders for Best Picture. West Side Story was part of this, and it's starting to kind of slip away, I think. Um, but I could very well see this being Dune that wins this. Um, it just, it, especially if it ends up winning that sound award, they kind of pair well together. I uh, I I think that that is probably the favorite, but it could be the power of the dog. Um, the power of the dog being a big time best picture uh, favorite, um, it, it may just end up kind of carrying uh, through and winning some awards simply because people just love that film. 
um, did not get the BAF denomination, but I don't think that that's necessarily a death sentence here uh, for it. Um, I do think that it makes it more likely that Dune will end up beating it here uh, because of that. But overall, um, I, I do think the power of the dog is going to make it in. And then Belfast does show up here. I think this is the sort of uh, nomination that it needs in order to keep its best picture chances alive. I think Belfast is starting to slip away a little bit too. For a while, it felt like Belfast was going to be the odds-on winner um, for best picture. And uh, now it, it may even be behind uh, Dune. And you could even make an argument that it is behind Licorice Pizza for best picture um, but let's go ahead and we're going to move forward and we're going to talk about costume design all right costume design is always sort of interesting because it leans very heavily on those period pieces um, and I, I kind of think that that's the same case that we're, we are seeing here. Um, so the films that I think are going to be nominated are Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, House of Gucci, and I'm going with Nightmare Alley. Uh, that means I am leaving West Side Story out. Um, I... I don't know what it is. West Side Story just isn't resonating um, with people beyond uh, the the performances, and and so that is going to be my alternative. Uh, it, it's real close. I I think uh, that it it still could get in, um, maybe even over like a House of Gucci or Nightmare Alley. Um, Maybe Dune even. Uh, Dune just seems to, like, it's just going to pick up technical awards up and down, even if its costumes maybe aren't as great as something like West Side Story or even, say, The French Dispatch. Um, I think it will be included just because there's so much love for that film. I do think that this is Cruella's to lose that film is just designed to be a best costume winner and so right now um if i had to pick an early winner for this category it would be cruella um nightmare alley cyrano and house of gucci they all very much also have uh, a very costume driven look to them um once again it's that period piece uh and so costumes play a big role there and dune is good uh i think that they it certainly should be recognized at least in, in terms of how good the costumes are i just don't think that this is a category that it has a chance to win just because there are some some bigger heavier hitters let's move into our last technical category before wrapping up this part um and ending today's show so let's talk about cinematography. Cinematography is also one of my favorite categories, uh, although I got to say that I am generally um, a, a little offended by what gets included and what does not get included. Um, and, it, and there are better films sometimes out there. However, this year, there are some really good films, some really good cinematography. Uh, so the five that I am predicting are Dune, Nightmare Alley, 
The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Uh, I did leave Belfast out, although I think that is an alternative, and I could very well see this getting in over um, really any of these. West Side Story has been missing some of the precursors. Um, it didn't get the American Society of Cinematographers uh, nomination. Um, Belfast did get in over that, but I just think the cinematography in West Side Story is so good, um, and I, th I think it is going to end up getting a nomination here. Uh, this... I don't know. There, it seemed like there was a lot of um, love for Dune uh, going into the award season. Maybe it's once again just one of those categories where it is getting a nomination because it's getting nominations up and down the board for technical awards, um, but won't end up actually winning this one. I don't think it should win. Um, the Tragedy of Macbeth... The cinematography in that is fantastic. Uh, Nightmare Alley's cinematography is fantastic. Um, I think really, though, at this juncture, I'm not confident in this, but at this juncture, if I had to pick a film to win cinematography, I would probably go with The Power of the Dog. Uh, it feels like um, the Academy likes cinematography that... Uh, is all about landscapes and this really really shows off kind of that landscape um of well it's not montana but it's supposed to be montana um in, in this film and and so i if if i had to pick a a winner at this juncture i would go with the power of the dog um, but we are gonna have to wait and see and kind of see what picks up some steam we got plenty of time before we have to make predictions about the winners. So I think that wraps up this part of the show. Um, on tomorrow's show, we are going to be discussing the nominees for Best Original and Best Adapted Screenplay. So it'll be a little bit shorter, um, but maybe we can go a little bit more in depth with some of these choices as a result. So until then... Have a great day.